You're okay? Wonderful, wonderful, thank you. Please, uh, if you can keep yourself muted, if you ever wanna write words of tribute in the chat over there, you're welcome to do so. There will be an opportunity after our speakers uh, for those who wanna stay in the Zoom and chat or offer personal words of tribute to do so as well. Cap capped at an hour today, uh, but feel free to send uh, words of tribute or brachot, blessings in the side over there. Also, before we get started, um, I just want to acknowledge um, our grieving and our pain over um, the situation in Israel right now, as I'm sure many are glued to the screens with family and friends over there as we continue to pray uh, for an end of loss of, of all life, uh, security for all and peace for all. And um, so we wanna just offer those words of tefillah, those words of prayer for peace and stability um, as we are, are glued to those screens. And friends, our, uh, our opportunity today is to give a tribute to our friend and teacher, Rabbi Mari Chernow, both the opportunity to learn Torah, because why don't we, we always wanna learn Torah. Uh, so it's nice to have an extra excuse and to express Hakarata Tov, to express gratitude and think how her leadership and teachings can continue to be robust in our own lives and help our own community to flourish. And that's what it means to be Jews. Yehuda is a person of Hoda'ah, that we give thanks. We give thanks to friends and teachers. And uh, so just a few words of introduction before uh, we, we hear from our speakers. I remember I, I was only here in town for eight of, of her 18 years. Can't you turn I this off? Oh. Well, oh yeah, I can. You just can't hear it if I do. I couldn't well, do it on my phone. Please keep yourself on mute. Well, if you turn. Thank you. Uh, I, I was only here for eight of, so far of, of uh, Rabbi Mari's 18 years, but I, remind, I remember arriving down the hall from, from, from her and my office being just down the hall from her and our daughters being born in the same month, uh, even looking alike uh, in many ways, going to school together, being best friends and having Rabbi Mari not only as a colleague in the same building and as a friend, but uh, as, a, as a partner in, in building this community for our children. And we've been so fortunate to have Temple Chai as our home here for Valley Beit Midrash are, are striving to build a high-level pluralistic Jewish adult learning center. And this has been a mission that Rabbi Mari has been so behind and so supportive, supportive of. And so there's so many positive attributes I can highlight of hers, but one, the only one I'm gonna to emphasize today is Menucha Tanefesh. One of the things I'm reflecting on today is Menucha Tanefesh, uh, equanimity. And it says in Shemot, it says in Exodus, Moshe ascended the mountain and the cloud covered the mountain. Okay, seems like a straightforward verse. The Kutzka Rebbe shares here that it's easy for the masses to stand afar and tremble at the sight. But Moshe enters the dark. Moshe knows that the deepest spiritual treasures are not found in seemingly perfect certainties, but rather in humble places that are often quite blurry and uncertain. And so we prepare ourselves, our hearts and our souls, for a life on earth and in the midst of the clouds. And I think two of the many ways this is applicable to the leadership that Rabbi Mari demonstrates. First, intellectually, 
is her willingness to live in the uncertainties without simple answers or directions, and emotionally with the menucha tenefesh, to live with a sense of inner calm, a sense of balance, even within so many responsibilities. And so Rabbi Mari, I give you the bracha, I hope you'll give it back to all of us, that you can continue to live intellectually and emotionally with menucha tenefesh, being in places of uncertainty, being in places of tension and of stress and being able to hold people together hold complex ideas together for a place of learning, a place of emotional uh, expression, of intellectual inquiry in a way that has authenticity and depth and offers others the joy of searching their own hearts and the Torah together. Friends, we're gonna have the great opportunity to learn now from Rabbi Dr. David Ellenson, the Chancellor Emeritus of HUCJIR, who is, has been to Temple Chai many times, has been to Valley Beit Matrash a number of times, and we are thrilled to have him here with us. I want to thank you, Rabbi Shmuley, very, very much for this uh, invitation. Um, it is beyond a great honor, Zahut, for me to celebrate this occasion, this, what has to be for all of you in Phoenix, a very bittersweet uh, kind of moment. Uh, Mari, Rabbi Chernow, uh, I can't even figure how many years you and I have been friends and colleagues. Uh, I became very, very friendly when I moved to Los Angeles eons ago with your parents right away. And uh, I remember you honestly as a teenager along with uh, your sisters. And I'm very, very proud to say at this moment that uh, while the Chernow family has produced three rabbis, uh, it turns out now that the Ellenson family, three of my own children are there. And I'm ho hoping in the future at rabbinic conventions uh, that the Chernows and Ellensons get together in a, uh, in a family setting. But what I do wanna say as I begin to pay tribute to you is that nothing really does come from nothing. Uh, and your parents, Eli, Judge Eli, and Arlene are such extraordinary people. And you and your sisters uh, are clearly the products of their remarkable home. So that as I pay tribute to you today, uh, I wanna also acknowledge the role that your parents have played uh, in who you and everyone in your family, and indeed everyone who's touched their lives, uh, how we've all been enriched by all the gifts that the uh, Chernow clan uh, has given to all of us. So I am extremely mindful of that. As a student, Mari, you were just superb. Uh, medieval philosophy, modern Jewish thought. As you know, I'm very fond of saying that at the moment, I decided to apply to be president of the Hebrew Union College. You and I were actually studying uh, Spartac rabbinic response together. Uh, and the way in which you've taken all that learning and applied it in the world is just a matter of simcha, of great, great joy to me. Uh, as I start my words to you, I wanna read 
a quotation that was delivered by a woman named Ray Frank. Ray Frank is not a name that is known perhaps to many persons, but Ray Frank is actually the first woman ever in the United States to serve as a spiritual leader of a Jewish congregation. Uh, back in the early 1900s, when women were not ordained, she nevertheless served as the equivalent of a rabbi in her pulpit. And she had been asked the question, and the words that she used to respond to this question capture precisely, Mari, who I believe you are. Because she was asked the question, what kind of rabbi would you be if you could be a rabbi? And of course, again, unfortunately for our people, women were not ordained at that point. But this is what she wrote. If I were a rabbi, I would not endeavor to impress the nature of my calling by loud and shallow words. Here I think of what Rabbi Shmuley just said, nor by a pompous bearing unbecoming the rabbi. If I were to ever think of anyone who is the embodiment of sniut, of anava, of modesty and humility, it is you, Mari, indeed. I think that's part of the power that you possess as a religious leader. And Ray Frank goes on to say, I would try to remember that example is better than precept. I would try the effect of a gentle demeanor, menuchat nefesh, to quote someone, a quiet voice, an earnest will, and a helping hand. And my religious instruction would be such that each person could see in my personal conduct that which I preach in my sermons. Mari, you are mamash echad balev echad Who you are on the outside is a complete reflection of who you are internally and part of the power of your rabbinate and why so many of us not only admire, but really love you and look to you for leadership is precisely because you very, very naturally embody all of these qualities and your people at Temple High and your congregation and the larger Phoenix community have been the beneficiaries of this. At the Hebrew Union College, there are aspirations that we have for each student when she or he attends our school and moves on to their positions as Rabbanim Israel as rabbis in Israel. And I wanna use three titles that the Sfaradim give to their rabbis, which I think capture different dimensions of the rabbinate and embody, I think completely, or outline completely, Mari, the qualities you carry so lightly and so confidently as you move into the world. One, the rabbi is called a marbitz or marbitzah Torah. The rabbi is a spreader of Torah. The rabbi has to be learned. The rabbi has to be thoughtful. The rabbi has to constantly engage in study. And Mari, you do all of this. And in addition, you share that knowledge and learning with such conviction, with such courage, 
but also so lightly. And when you teach, Tizalakatal Imrati, it says in Ha'azinu, in the prayer that Moses delivers at the very end of the book of Deuteronomy, he says, or he has God saying, my teaching should descend as lightly and as gently as the dew does upon the slips of grass. And Mari, that is how you teach. It is precisely who you are as a person. You embody the quality of being a marbitzah Torah. But the rabbi has to be more than a marbitzah Torah. The rabbi has to be a chaver or chaverah. The rabbi has to be a colleague. The rabbi has to be able to have a sense of empathy for the people that she serves. The rabbi, frankly, as a chaverah, needs to love the people they serve. And Mari, I think part of your greatness is that those people whose lives you touch, those who are within your ambit, feel ultimately the empathy, the love, the care of the concern you have for so many. So that you take your Torah and you bring it out into the world and allow it to be shared in a kindly and an empathic and a caring way. And finally, the rabbi needs to be a chacham or a chachamah. The rabbi needs to be wise. The issue in many, many ways is how is it that you lead people so as to bring them to a place where their best selves can ultimately emerge. And sometimes you can have knowledge, you can have concern, but you might not have the wisdom to be able to move people in such a way that their best selves and their best community can emerge. And I think Rabbi Chernow, in all your years in Phoenix since 2003, and in every setting where I've ever seen you, Mari, you bring all of these qualities together so that all of the hopes and confidence, I will say, that I had in you in 2003, when I had the incomparable privilege of ordaining you as a rabbi among the Jewish people, and I stood with you and blessed you in front of the ark, you have brought all of these qualities together of being a marbitzah Torah, a chaverah, and a chochamah, and you have shared this with everyone. And so as you move to this next chapter in your life and return to Los Angeles, a heimatland, as it were, your homeland where you were nourished and where you grew, to you, to your beloved Kara, to Malila, to Ezra, who we hope will love Disneyland. I hope you'll be able to explain with absolute empathy what it means when he doesn't actually live there, but hopefully will come to visit, and certainly to beautiful little Lillian. I hope that to all of you, May God continue to shower blessing and success upon you and your beautiful family. And may you know only goodness in the years ahead. In a siyum, which this is, there is a paragraph that is recited in the Kaddish to Rabbanan. And I would recite it here, both as I conclude my own words 
and I would offer them as words of blessing to you. Al Yisrael, we al Rabbanan, we al Tami Day Home, we al Kol Tami Day Tami Day Home, we al Kol Manda Askin Yoraita Diba Atra Adin, Diba Chol Atarva Atar, Yehel Lachon Lachon, Shalom Araba, Chena Vachista Barachamin, Vachayna Richin, Umazone Raviche, Uforkanam in Kadam Abuham Divi Shemaya, Vatu Daara Vimru Amen. Upon Israel and upon the rabbis who teach this people Israel, and especially upon you on this occasion, Rabbi Mark Chernow, upon everyone who is taught by you and by your colleagues, and upon everyone who will be their students and the students of their students, may God grant to you, to them, to all Israel and all the world, a sense of Shlomo Rabbah, a sense of contentment and peace as you move forward. May Chayin Chesed and Rachamim, kindness, grace, and mercy, which you possess in such abundant qualities, may they continue to mark you and the lives of all those you touch. May you have length of days, may you have ample sustenance, and in all these ways, may you also know a sense of Purkan Ge'ulah, redemption before a God who dwells in heaven. But even more miraculously, through the deeds that you and those whom you touch perform, that redemption is sometimes felt even here on earth. And to that, I would ask us all to say, Amen. I love you, Mark. Amen. Have a great, great new chapter um, in your life. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Rabbi, Rabbi Ellenson, thank you so much for the gift of those that beautiful Torah and words of bracha. We're so grateful you could spend this time with us today. Um, and I know Rabbi Mari is just bottling up these brachot, these, these blessings together. And I know if we asked for hands of how many did Rabbi Mari stand with you under a chuppah or attend a birth or bris or show up at your child or grandchild's bar bat mitzvah, or sit with you at a shiva or funeral, all of the hands would go up among our friends or go to a class. And so I know you speak for you speak uh, on behalf of everyone here in the Zoom. Thank you so much. Okay, friends, we're going to hear from, uh, from our friend uh, uh, Stan Hammerman, founding board chair here at Valley Beit Midrash. Thank you, Shmuley. The Torah portion for this week is Bamidbar, which really means in the wilderness. And how fitting it is that this is the portion that coincides with honoring our friend and teacher, Rabbi Mari Chernow. The very first line of this week's Torah portion says, Translated as, on the first day of the second month in the second year following the exodus from the land of Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, in the tent of meeting saying, so, so why, why is this innocuous, rather innocuous statement important? I know the rabbis know, and I've hopefully learned this, and that is that we, we learn for the first time that God is no longer in the mountaintop, God's no longer surrounded by smoke and fire, but rather God has joined the people on their journey. So 18 years ago, Mari, you came to Armidbar. You came on our journey, 
you came to a, com a community, and those of us who've been here a long time, we were a community yearning for deeper meaning. We were yearning for knowledge. We were yearning for deeper commitment to Judaism. And now 18 years later, we can say to you, Mari, mission accomplished. When Rabbi Kleinberg started Battle of Midras 14 plus years ago, or 15, I don't know how long it is, it's been a while. We knew that we would go nowhere unless we had the support of the Jewish community at large. We knew that Temple High had always been a leader in promoting Jewish education beginning with Rabbi Berg. Rabbi Ravishaw promised us his support, but he would soon leave in our community and leave our community and we would soon be, he would be soon succeeded by Rabbi Turnow. We didn't know what kind of rabbi Mari would be and whether or not she would support VBM. We soon learned that not only would Rabbi Turnow support Valley Bay Midrash, she would put Valley Bay Midrash in the forefront of Tepokai's Jewish education program. Tepokai agreed to host VBM and to give us the opportunity to learn together. I can honestly say that Valley Bay, Valley Bay Midrash would not be where we are today without the enthusiastic support of Rabbi Chernow and Tepochai. I would be remiss if I didn't recall a particular VBM program, uh, which put together some local rabbis to discuss some issues of the day. And one of the panelists included uh, a person that I, I have deep respect for, uh, the Orthodox Rabbi David Rabibo. Sitting next to Rabbi Rabibo was a young female reform rabbi Yes, it was you, Rabbi Chernow. You and Rabbi Rabiga engaged in a respectful and spirited conversation that left all of us in attendance wanting to hear more. Rabbi Kleinberg and I were thrilled with the way you spoke with Rabbi Rabibo, and we knew that you would become a dynamic leader in our community. It takes a, a special rabbi to reach out to the greater Jewish community beyond her own Kehillah. You've managed to bring our Phoenix Jewish community together and although I am not a member of Temple Chai, I consider you to be one of my rabbis. As you leave our midbar, please feel proud that you have helped our community in so many different ways. So today we say we wish you and your family the best as you move forward to your next challenge. Beautiful, beautiful Stan. Thank you so much for those beautiful words. Um, well, we welcome back to our community, Rabbi uh, Dr. Darren Kleinberg, the founding executive director of Valley Beit Midrash to share some reflections. So I'm looking right at you, Mari. Hi. I've got you pinned right here. You're in the whole screen. So I'm talking to you. For actually, I want to say, first of all, I want to thank everybody for coming to the celebration of Mari moving to California. I'm very happy about that. Um, so. Ah, it's nice to be here with everybody. I'm going to, I'll just be brief. I'll say a couple of things, you know. Um, first, I was just thinking as I was listening to Rabbi Ellenson say uh, everything that anyone would want to say about, about Mari. Um, I was just thinking about the, just the extraordinary miracle of the people you, you get to live this life with, you know. Uh, they say that Homo sapiens like us have been around for about 50,000 years. They estimate 108 billion have been on the earth. Right now, we're getting close to 8 billion. Uh, you know, of all the places, I'm thinking of Casablanca right now, right? Of all the places we could have shown up and all the people in the world we could have taken this journey with. So I just want to express my feeling of extraordinary good fortune 
that somehow, somehow I, I got to get to know uh, Mari Chernow and uh, for her to be a friend and a teacher and a guide. Um, yeah, it really makes, it really makes living uh, worthwhile. The other thing I, I want to say is just to echo what Stan said, I was with Stan a couple of weeks ago up in San Francisco and we were reminiscing uh, for people on this call that don't know that on the lay leadership side, were it not for Stan Hammerman, there would not be a Valley Paper Drush. We had coffee in Starbucks on 7th Street one evening. And uh, here's the story. I love telling it. I told him my vision and he said, let's go get the money. Uh, and that was it. So so thanks to Stan, but, but, but to echo what Stan just said, uh, without the support of Temple Chai and really without the support of Mari, uh, we, would have, we, would have really, we would have been a shadow of, of, what, of what the organization became. I want to show everybody that the, the, here, here's, the, here's the story. Here's the original story. August 24th, 2007. Here's a little, here's Mari. You haven't aged a, a day, Mari. And, and, and of course, uh, recognize Alan as well. Um, you know, Mari wasn't just a supporter. She didn't just believe in the idea. Um, she gave us an office, which at one point was the coffee room uh, near the small sanctuary. She invested resources to convert where Shmuley is sitting. Maybe right now you're probably in the back. Okay, but anyway, she invested resources uh, from the temple to convert that space into an office. She provided um, significant uh, financial support on an annual basis, significant financial support. Temple Chai was the most significant investor in the organization. She made the campus available to us. Uh, it's really quite uh, extraordinary to think um, uh, the level of support she gave to Valley Beit Midrash when it was just an idea being led by some upstart rabbi with a funny accent. Um, so I really, I just wanna, I wanna thank you directly, Mari, for what you did. Um, you know, being serving a, a synagogue community for 18 years would have been enough, Dayenu, but then to have been the major force, the major communal force behind an organization is now in its 14th year and, uh, and I think has realized its vision of really helping to improve the quality of Jewish life in the greater Phoenix Jewish community. So, so that is in very large part thanks to, to your efforts and your support. So. I'm so happy to be here to celebrate you with everybody and to express my thanks. Um, and I don't know if this was on the schedule, Shmuley. I hope I'm not stealing it from anyone else, but, but I feel moved to, uh, to, to sanctify the moment with a blessing. And for those who know the words, feel free to join me. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Shehechianu Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Rabbi Kleinberg. It's great to see you and hear from you. I know you, as you know, you have so many friends and, and fans and partners here in the community still. And thank you for sharing those beautiful words. Uh, friends, we'll have the chance to hear now from Rabbi Alana Cantor from the Women's Jewish Learning Center. So um, I want to say amen to everything that has been said before so beautifully. And for the piece of Torah that I want to offer you today to our beloved colleague and friend, Rav Mari, I've leaned heavily on a passage from the Talmud, uh, Tractate Tani 5a, 
um, with some minor adaptations for the occasion. Kihavumapatre, the Gemara relates, when Rav Mari was taking leave of the community, Rav Ilana was asked, would you like to give Rav Mari a blessing? Rav Ilana responded, I will tell you a parable. To what is this matter comparable? It's comparable to one who was walking through the desert and who was hungry and tired and thirsty. And she found a tree whose fruits were sweet and whose shade was pleasant and a stream of water flowed beneath it. She ate from the fruits of the tree, she drank from the water in the stream and she sat in the shade of the tree. And when she was about to take her leave, she said, tree, tree, with what shall I bless you? If I say to you, your fruits should be sweet, your fruits are already sweet. If I say to you that your shade should be pleasant, your shade is already pleasant. If I say to you that a stream of water should flow beneath you, a stream of water already flows beneath you. Rather, I will bless you as follows. May it be God's will that all the saplings which they plant from you be like you. What shall I bless you with? So it is with Rav Mari. What shall I bless her with? If I bless her with Torah, she already has Torah. If I bless her with a wealth of compassion, she already has wealth, that kind of wealth. If I bless her with a beautiful, loving family, uh, she already has a beautiful, loving family. Rather, may it be God's will that her offspring, both physical and spiritual, be like her. Mari, as with everyone here, I will miss you. Um, but like Darren, I am so thankful that God had our paths meet in this life. Um, and so I wanna bless you with uh, pieces of this, this teaching. May your Torah continue to be sweet. May your family continue to grow beautifully inside and out. May you know a wealth of meaning and connection in your next community. And may the Be'er Ma'im Chayim, may the, the well of living waters accompany you in all of your journeys. And let us say, Amen. Amen, Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Rabbi Cantor. I just want to acknowledge a few colleagues that I see have joined here as well. Um, and, and please flag it if I've missed any. I see Rabbi Bisman, Rabbi Langowitz, Rabbi Stein Koken. I see Rich and Cheryl from the Jewish Community Foundation. I see Peter Gordon and Patty Evans from Pardes. I see also from the VBM board, David Lieberman and Jackie Schenkine and, and Howard Rosen, um, uh, among many others, um, many other community friends and leaders here. So uh, friends, we're now gonna have the opportunity to hear from Rabbi John Linder from Temple Solo. Rabbi Linder, are you still on mute there? There we go. I was just rehearsing. Great. <laughs> so Mari, like uh, our dear friend and colleague, 
Darren Kleinberg, I am just looking right at you. Uh, Mari, you are an explorer at heart, um, somewhat intrepid at that. Uh, Mari, while you push your own boundaries to the max on the ski slopes or a rock face, you're a genius taking people where they are and offering them the opportunity to push their own boundaries, uh, to try something new, never pushing, yet lovingly, Mari, inviting and challenging. Uh, Mari, you did this, as you recall, with my son, Nancy, and my son, David, then six years old, when we were first year HUC rabbinic students in Jerusalem. Um, below the Cinematheque, on a rock face in Gay Hinom, you had our less than intrepid boy in a harness in no time. And inch by inch, the Linder boys do move slowly. Uh, there was David climbing up those rocks and he felt like, although it probably wasn't much more than six or eight feet, he felt like he had ascended Mount Everest and felt great about himself. Uh, Mari, that is part of your Torah, helping us to grow and feel affirmed for who we are. And Mari, in 2007, when Temple Solel was in a rabbinic search, the first person I called was you, my uh, dear friend and HUC classmate. Uh, Mari, I knew you would give me the MS. Um, Mari, you're incapable of doing otherwise. I could rely on you, Mari, to give me the pluses and the minuses without over-romanticizing or speaking ill of anyone. After seeing the wonderful opportunity of serving the Solel community and believing this would be a, uh, a wonderful place for my family, next on my list was to move to a community with you, my dear friend and colleague, Mari Chernow. Uh, Mari, you were right about Solel being a great fit for me, and I was right about the blessing of being in the same community with you for now 13 years. And Mari, that's something I will always deeply cherish. Uh, Mari, I would go out on a limb and say, go out on a limb and say, you are the most successful, un- intended senior rabbi in America. When Temple High needed a rabbi to steady the ship, to bring healing, to listen and see the divine spark in everyone, well, they had that rabbi in you. As you then slowly reshaped Temple High in your ever humble but utterly distinct image, Mari, an image that so beautifully mirrors the Temple High community. 
you modeled leading with abundance, Marty, never scarcity, knowing that if each of us led in the way that is authentic to us, all of us and our congregations could thrive. A rising tide lifts all boats, and that's what you've done for us, Mari. Uh, Mari, as I wind down these words, I do want to say on behalf of your Hebrew Union College Chevruta, this small group blessed to continue learning and loving and supporting one another, now for 18 years since ordination. Um, these are our collective words for you, Mari. Ba'asuli mikdash v'shachanti betocham. Mari, um, within you dwells every soul you encounter. Your compassion, kindness, and grace are wrapped in wisdom and beauty uh, that are everlasting and all-encompassing. Uh, and Mari, as much as any friend and colleague, um, you've helped me find my voice. Um, so with that, um, I am going to just offer my voice, your Hebruta, uh, these words from the psalm. Ohozi bezimrat lishua. Ohozi bezimrat Vaihili Lishua Ozi Vezimratya Vaihili Lishua Ozi Vezimratya Vaihili Lishua um, Mari, uh, in you is the strength of the Psalms as, um, as you so gently and with depth help us channel the best in Torah. I love you, Mari, you and your family. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Rabbi Linder. So beautiful. Before I move on to next, uh, our next speaker here, I, I see a few more communal professionals that I may not have announced. I see Carol Zeichik from the VBM board. I see Eddie Chavez Calderon from Arizona Jews for Justice. I see Joe Miller, who I assume is the Joe Miller, the previous executive director of Temple High. I see Rabbi Jim Simon, the interim Temple High incoming uh, interim uh, rabbi. Welcome. I see Rabbi Debbie Steele, also from Solel. Rabbi uh, Amy Hummel from Gesher. I see Rabbi Mari Chernow's parents. Please let me know if I missed you, but I just want to welcome communal professionals. And uh, now we'll have the chance to hear from Rabbi, Rabbi Bonnie Capel from Temple Chai. Thank you so much. It, indeed, as has been noted, this is a bittersweet moment. Rabbi Chernow and I have worked together for 15 years, which is quite uh, a long time. So. Uh, I wanted to just uh, share with you maybe uh, a few stories and uh, little known uh, facts about my colleague. 
She's a brave and strong outdoors woman. Her love of skiing, as has been mentioned, is well known, and she has become an avid surfer in recent years. She also, as Rabbi Linder said, is a very serious technical mountain climber, leading to uh, one year that unfortunate accident right before the high holidays. And I, I think she still proudly wears that reminder on, on her nose. But uh, as an avid outdoors woman, she is up for anything, even the time that I dragged her to Gilbert to do goat yoga. <laughs> um, she is not necessarily an experienced mountain biker yet, when Joe Berman took her out, I believe that he described her as an animal <laughs> in her learning of uh, mountain biking, as long as that animal is not a snake. Uh, when Amari uh, and I traversed Brown's Ranch with my husband, Ron, he assured her that in 20 years of mountain biking, he had seen only one rattlesnake. That is until Mari joined us. On that day, we were blessed with not one, but two rattlesnakes. Some people are just lucky that way. <laughs> Probably the most, one of the most fun events we had was on March 9th, 2014, when she and I led a workshop that we called Why We Love Leonard Cohen where we held participants captive to share our rapture at Leonard Cohn's poetry and music. And I know that one of her favorite moments was when I introduced her in a sermon on the high holidays with these words. I am here with you this evening with some sad news. Standing before you on the bima this morning is my beloved colleague, Rabbi Mari Chernow, who has no friends. Well, that may not be precisely right. I know that she has deep and meaningful relationships with a number of individuals, but she's not on Facebook. So by definition, she is sadly friendless. Since that time, she has reluctantly come around to Facebook. And for the record, she has always been blessed with many, many loving friends. So I'll, I'll just conclude with this. She has been my boss for a long time. And in many organizations, the primary role of the boss is to steer employees towards the needs of that organization. And while Rabbi Mari Chernow has clearly dedicated her heart and soul to Temple Chai for 18 years, when she cares for her staff, it is first and foremost for their well-being and the well-being of their family. She will put that first 100% of the time. She will always inspire and encourage us first and foremost to care for ourselves and our families. And this is a rare and beautiful and heartfelt quality. It's one that I admire and appreciate and I'm going to miss more than I can say.
Blessings to you, my friend, on this next stage of your journey. Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi Capel. And before we hear from our last formal speaker, I just want to acknowledge a few more other communal professionals who have worked or, or currently work in our local Jewish community um, and have worked with Rabbi Kiernau. Uh, Ellen Friedman Sachs, I see here from Jewish Free Loan, Cantor Sharona Feller uh, from uh, Temple Chai, Stu Turgill, past head of J JCF. Uh, I see Peter Pishko from Temple Solal and Frank Jacobson, who was at the JFCS. And please uh, let me know if I missed others. And thank you all who are here. And it's an amazing how many agencies have come together to celebrate uh, Rabbi Mari's uh, communal work here. So our last formal speaker here is Cantor Ross Woolman from Temple Chai. Hi friends, it's a, a real treat to be together and um, just what a, what a warm day of learning. Um, I'd like to reflect a little bit on uh, Rabbi Mari as a parent, as we have uh, similar age children and we have uh, raised our kids together and it's been, been such a joy. Um, I guess I was the only one who brought, uh, who brought texts. I, uh, I hope everyone got a copy. Feel free to pass them around. They should have been on your seats when you, uh, when you entered today. Um, so, uh, here we are talking a little bit about one of the ultimate parenting moments, the Akedah. We, um, take a look at, uh, the Akedah and, and today through the lens of, uh, one of the cantorial, uh, expertises that were taught at the Hebrew Union College, um, through Tom Amikra, through Trope. And I would be Uh, Cantor Ross, I think we lost you. Okay, am I the only one not hearing him? Not hearing him either. Okay, he's back. He's back. Okay. Um, it's the Wi-Fi of Temple Chai. Don't get me started. All right, here we go. Not your problem anymore, Mari. <laughs> All right, are we back? Okay. So um, today we're going to look a little bit at Tam Mikra, the uh, trope, the way that we chant uh, Sefer Torah, uh, and a look at parenting. So um, here we go. I'm going to chant with um, the High Holiday Melody, as I think it adds a little more of the tension and, um, and uh, gravity of this moment. Vayomer Avraham El Ne'arav Oh, nope, that's, that's Haftarah trope. Oi, Gewalt. My brain is in the other space. Um, Ginny, Ginny, help me out here. This is your portion. Um, All right. Vayomer Avraham, Elnerav, Shvulachem Po, Im Hachamor, Vaani, Vaanar, Nelcha Adko. Avram said to his servant, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go up there. We will worship and we will return. So, so what's interesting here is we have this little mark, the etnachta. The etnachta, um, which means a, uh, a moment of pause or literally a resting point, um, as was developed by the Masoretes in the ninth century in Tiberia, um, and, and throughout this sequence, this moment in the story, really gives us an understanding of what's happening. So um, the boy and I will go up there, and there's a pause. As if Avraham is pre, uh, a little distracted by something. 
We will go worship, we will come back. We all know the story. Avraham took the wood and the burnt offering, put it on his son Yitzchak. He took himself the firestone and the knife. Can you find the Etnachta? I've made it easy through the color coding, which my sixth grade students love and adult students love. Um, yes, there's the Etnachta. That's the moment of pause. He took the firestone and the knife, and he took a moment to think about what he was about to do, and then they walked off together. Moving on, the tension builds. There's the Etnachta. They arrived at the place that God had told them. Avraham built an altar there. He laid out the wood and he paused and he thought about it. Then he bound his son Yitzchak, laid him on the altar and on top of the wood. Pause. And Avraham moved his hand to pick up the knife. Paused. Because he knew he was about to slaughter his son. Pause. Avraham. Then the angel of the eternal called to him from heaven and said, Avraham, Avraham, pause. Now what's really fascinating here is this, uh, this line here is also a dramatic pause. The angel calls to Avraham and he has to call to him again. Avraham is in a fit. If we had more time, we would parse this apart, of course. But it's, it's, it's fascinating to look at the trope and to understand where the pauses happen. Avraham was distracted. He had the knife in his hand. And then he heard the angel and he looked up and he said, Hineni. So without, uh, without more time to explore the next two slides, um, Rabbi Mari has taught me so much about parenting, not about slaughtering children necessarily, but indeed about... Um, pausing, observing, being present with your children. Where is that etnachta in moments, in family moments? Where is the etnachta when you are uh, so preoccupied about so many other things and to learn to put it down? And so I hope that we all can find that balance wherever we are in moments of parenting, uh, when we really need to focus and learn and um, pay attention to the things that are the most important. And Rabbi Mari, you are so important and you have been a wonderful teacher. And I'm just so grateful for the six years that we have had together. Thank you so much, Cantor Woman, beautiful. And thank you for, um, uh, for teaching all of us rabbis that we should be using text as well 
on the screen. <laughs> uh, a few other uh, shout outs to communal professionals here. I see Marla Abraham. Uh, I know Eileen Singer was the executive director at Temple High before Joe Miller. And I also see Ted Taylor here from, from Family Promise. Um, and forgive me if, uh, let me know if I've missed anyone else here. We're actually gonna conclude today with Rabbi Marty Chernow, just uh, sharing a little, uh, a little thank you and goodbye. Um, and uh, Rabbi Mari, we hope these, these modest words of bracha and good wishes are something that can be bottled up and continue to give you strength and chizuk as you continue your service to Kla Yisrael, the Kol Yoshevei Tebel. Thank you, Shmuley. I, I just, I don't have words. I am so profoundly overwhelmed and deeply touched. This is just, um, I want to wish everybody on this call one hour of your life just like this one. It's really, it's, I, I just, I'm so full. I can't even, it's hard for me to find words. And I, and I pray that all of you get to see your beloveds um, speaking to you with such great kindness and such, and such love. And, and thank you. Thank you. Um, everybody who spoke today, you all, you all know this, everybody who spoke today is a sage and a leader and an extraordinary teacher of the Jewish people. And it's just, um, it's just mind boggling to have all of you saying a few words about me. It's really, I, I just, um, I, I am truly at a loss for words. And it's just, uh, as, as Darren said, it's, it's, it's good to be alive. And, and it really is. Um, I wish I could spend time going through each and every box and talking about our history. Um, I'm not going to do that, but know that I feel, um, I feel just so, so much love in my heart and just so touched to, to be here with all of you. Um, I want to say one quick word about love. And that is um, when I was a student at the Hebrew Union College, taking, I think, practical rabbinics. Um, Rabbi Ellenson, you were probably still in that building. You were probably in the room next door. And uh, Zoe Klein, Rabbi Zoe Klein, a wonderful teacher, uh, talked to us about funerals. And she said, you know, the thing about funerals is I fall in love with everybody. And it's true of baby namings, and it's true of weddings, and it's true of counseling sessions. Um, and I did not get that when I walked onto this property 18 years ago, and I cannot tell you how deeply I get that in my, in my soul and every fiber of my being, how much I, I love all of you within Temple High and outside of it. I will say a quick word about Bamidbar. Stan and I were thinking the same thing. Um, Bamidbar in the desert, in the wilderness, and the rabbis wonder why does so much happen to the Jewish people in the desert? Why do we get Torah? And of all places, this place is where it's hard to survive and it's hard to, um, it's hard to live and it's hard to endure. And they have a lot of great theories about that. Maybe it's because the desert inspires a certain kind of humility and maybe the desert even embodies a certain kind of humility. It's not like the Alps. It's not like the Cascades. It is, the desert is humble. Maybe that's what it's meant to teach us. Maybe because of the grit, maybe because of the expansiveness and the openness, um, maybe it gets us away from the city. And the rabbis are always a little, a little skeptical of the cities. Um, I have come to believe that the desert teaches us. And the reason that so much holiness happens in the desert is that the desert teaches us that we need each other. And in, on this occasion, especially where we are celebrating our time together, not just as a Temple Chai community, but so many communal organizations and institutions that rely on each other and depend on each other, the desert has taught me how much we need each other. It has also taught me point number two, something that my dear friend John Linder often says is, it's all about who you're on the trail with. The landscape doesn't matter. I like, I like landscapes. Landscapes are important to me but it is all about who you are on the trail with. And I cannot tell you how blessed I feel 
to have been on the trail with all of you. It is my prayer that these friendships do not end. Please, please, please come visit us in Los Angeles. Um, I, I, I feel, yeah, right, Marla? Um, I, feel, I feel deeply devoted and connected to all of you and I cannot bring myself to say goodbye. We will say Lahitra Oat, um, but I will just say one thing, um, which is that I do not presume, please hear me say this, I do not presume that anybody wants to um, do anything to say thank you or anything, blah, 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 blah. However, if you do, I would only ask that you continue to support all of the organizations that are represented on this call. From Valley Beit Midrash to the Women's Learnings Institute to Temple Solel to Temple Chai to the US Holocaust Museum to the Federation and the Foundation, um, that, is, that is all I ask, continue to love and support these organizations that I so very dearly love myself. And I will be so very proud to know that they are continuing to thrive. Thank you so very much, all of you. Thank you so much, Rabbi Chernow, and thank you all so much for joining this tribute program and wish you a beautiful day and hope to see you more at more learning events soon. Thank you.